What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hagigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100-GAMBLER. Visit rg-help.com. Going for your first ever run around the park. Literally running errands all over town. Running for the finish line and your personal best. If you run, you're a runner. Find the shoes and clothes to run your way at newbalance.com slash running. New Balance. Run your way. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a later edition of East Coast Bias because I'm not fresh off the plane at LAX, but I'm fresh off the plane at LGA. It doesn't sound as cool, but we're here. John Zestremski, Joe House, Raheem Palmer. House, I know that sounded terrible, but you know what? I don't care. Georgia beat the living daylights out of TCU, so I'm going to celebrate that win. And the Dolphins are in the playoffs. Who knows who's playing quarterback, but they're in the playoffs. The most important thing, JJ, is to build up that bankroll before these playoffs get get cranking because this slate this week looks like it's got uh, some sucker plays in it. And I'm I'm worried that I might be the sucker. Um, uh, but the I see way that. this thing's lining I, up, I'm, I, it has me a little bit nervous. Uh, we'll get to a couple of those suckers. There are suckers, though, Raheem, right? I think I don't know if it's necessarily a sucker, but I think it's interesting because somebody we had five rematches this week. So a lot of our thoughts are based on what we saw before. And I think the public is going to react a certain way to certain ones. So I don't know. There are some suckers there. I agree with that. See, I, I think so, too. And listen, Miami Buffalo played two outstanding games in a regular season. If Tua is not playing quarterback, I don't know how much stock you can put into that. I went to the game last Sunday. I saw Skylar Thompson play against the New York Jets. He's abominable. I have no idea how the Miami Dolphins would be able to make plays. So you kind of got to reserve judgment on that game. Then you think about Baltimore and Cincinnati, Raheem. Is Lamar Jackson playing? Is Lamar Jackson not playing? Like the injury status with the quarterbacks going into two of these six games Dude, they are major, major monkey wrenches that I need to know what's going on there 
before I'm firing on any of those bets. Is that reasonable or what, Raheem? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's completely reasonable. I mean, when you look at look at the Cincinnati Bengals game, we have no idea if Lamar Jackson is playing. It seems like the market has no idea if he's playing either because they set this line at six and a half, and it feels like it's halfway between Lamar and Tyler Hunt. The same thing you could say about the Dolphins and the Bills. I mean, like, if Skylar Thompson is playing, this line is upwards of probably 13. But we're looking at a game where we just have no idea who's playing. So how do you make a decision on these? So um, I think when it comes to the Bengals game, I think you can feel safe teasing that Bengals number down now. And then if they don't play, maybe that line goes up. So that's that's probably the way I would approach those two games with the quarterback issue. Yeah, and, and and Dream, from a technical side, do you look at those two situations as an opportunity to, to grab some closing line value? Because you know in both situations that those lines will go up if there's confirmation um, that the, the, the primary quarterbacks aren't able to go. I mean, if it's a Tyler Huntley situation, that number's going to go up again, it feels like, right? It'll jump across seven. And if it's... Yeah. If it, if and and you just made the point um, in that dolphin situation. So, from a technical perspective, do you think that you try and, and get in on something a little bit now, just to have a little bit of a value on those two situations? Yeah, I think you can do that with the with the Bengals game. I, I think I would totally agree. And I'm, me personally, I'm going to tease that. Game. I think I'm going to tease that game now. And just I, I just think the Bengals, to me, they are the superior team. But the one thing I will say about the Ravens is that. They didn't show anything last week. I mean, this is a divisional opponent. They basically, by playing Anthony Brown, they basically said, we don't care about that game. So I think there's going to be value on the Ravens this week because I think they are going to put together a solid game plan. This is obviously the third time that they're playing this team. So I think there's going to be value on the, on the Ravens. But for me, I don't necessarily want to grab the six and a half with the Bengals. I would love to just tease it and just, you know, hope that they win that game. I think they should be able to win that game. Raheem, I know you were mentioning a few minutes ago the line for Miami Buffalo if it's Skylar Thompson. To me, that line should be north of 14 if Skylar Thompson's playing. He's that bad. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to hear about Buffalo's defense and how bad it looked against New England. Skylar Thompson could not get the ball to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. They are a little beat up going into this game. The Miami offensive line is a little beat up going into this game. I would read the line as follows. Ten and a half is kind of a Bridgewater number. If by some miracle they rule Tua eligible to play, maybe it goes down to eight, eight and a half, nine. But House, I don't think he's playing, so I'm right there with no you. No way. No I way. I think it's in the I think the line, though, Raheem, it kind of indicates at ten and a half, that that tells me that Teddy Bridgewater is probably going to be the quarterback. That's my guess. Yeah. I I would totally agree with that. I, I would totally agree with that. I, I just think Skylar Thompson, I mean, he has some upside, but I just think he's completely raw right now. He's out and I out of his element, especially if he's going to be playing in in a role playoff game. All right, let's get to all these lines. Let's get to all these games. Mm -hmm. First off, Seattle get... I, I don't know if you felt this way, House. I was so annoyed watching the Lion-Packer game, thinking about the Rams blowing that game because I would love to have seen Detroit with all their juju, with the way they finished down the stretch. Detroit and San Francisco would be so much more fun than what we're going to watch with Seattle and San Francisco on Saturday, man. I mean, so much I, more I, fun. I totally share your sentiment on this. I kind of feel the same way with Pittsburgh on the AFC side. We were deprived of having 
the two teams that really got their act together over the last quarter of the season and really looked like they could be competitive with with anyone. I mean, the, the performance that Detroit had on Thanksgiving on a short week against the Bills really put us all on notice. That noon game, they were in that game the whole way. And kudos to Dan Campbell. I mean, you know, there's there's like four coaches that, are, that could be coach of the year this this year, and I wouldn't bat an eye. Dayball, Campbell. I mean, you got to talk about Mike Tomlin as a potential coach, you know, Peterson. But in any event, um, we we are getting cheated by not having um, the best candidate uh, at the moment in this this NFC uh, wildcard spot. And, you know, it 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 does point up you got to win early. They start off one and six. And, and so you just this is this is the price you pay for not taking care of business. But it is disappointing. Uh, we we had we had to count on Baker Mayfield <laughs> to, to, for the Lions to to make it through, and that that is never a uh, profitable position to be in. But most importantly, they took care of covering the final game of the year. I know Raheem is not his head because I had the Los Angeles Rams in Week 18, and that was never in doubt against the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, Raheem, I look at Niners Seahawks. And I look at Dolphins, Bills, the same sort of way. Seattle and Miami, not the teams they were earlier in the year. San Francisco looks like a Super Bowl favorite. Buffalo has all the good mojo. They have Josh Allen. They have a team that's experienced in the postseason. I know everyone and their mother is going to tease down San Francisco and Buffalo. Like Those are just two obvious, no doubt, Joe House raising his hand right now saying, I am teasing this game. If you were going to be worried and more concerned about one of those two big favorites, what big favorite would scare you more, San Fran or Buffalo? This is the tough one. This is a really tough one. I'm going to say, ugh. so uh, I'll, I'll say this. Since the, a lot of people are going to say it's hard to beat a, a team three times. Since the NFL merger in 1970, there's been 22 instances of a team who has like swept his divisional foe in the regular season only to meet them in the postseason. Teams who swept the regular season are 14 and 8 in those matchups. So it's really not that hard to beat a, th- a team three times. The one thing I'll say is that the 49ers with Brock Purdy, they went out there and they played the Seattle Seahawks a couple of weeks ago and they were laying three points. Now that line is all the way up to 10. And my model makes it 10 and a half. But the one thing I'll say about Brock Purdy, and he's been really, really good, he's playing with fire at times. He has his moments to where it, it just feels like he's throwing interceptable passes. And they, I mean, the other team just not catching them. So if I had to pick a team I would be scared of, it would definitely be the, the 49ers. But I just think the 49ers are just leaps and bounds better than the Seahawks. The Seahawks team is pretty fraudulent, if you ask me. And I just, I don't see the Bills losing at home to Skylar Thompson. So I, it's, it's got to be the 49ers. But I think the 49ers, I mean, they should be able to win this game. House, I'll ask you that exact same question. You're going to throw in that two team tees. I know it. You know it. When you're getting ready on Saturday or Sunday, what game is going to give you a little bit more anxiety? Getting it down to three and a half. Between those two teams, that those two situations, um, well, first of all, I'm playing a seven-point tease. So, I mean, okay. and I'm going to play. Fair enough. It's going to be a three-team seven-point tease because uh, I, I only want to play the Bengals against the Ravens 
in that tease. Now, I don't like going through, you know, the, the seven-point tease grabs the six and a half and pulls it down under. I get that I'm compromising some value there. But that's the way that I want to play that and get the kind of price that I want. I'm going to tease San Francisco down to three. That makes me so comfortable. That's the one that, that of the two, I'm more concerned about San Francisco. And it has to do with these classic division foes, both of whom have been Pete Carroll, lots of playoff experience. Kyle Shanahan, playoff experience. They've been division rivals, division matchups. They, they know each other. They know, they know what they're doing. Um, Brock Purdy, you know, there, there are um, trends out there that talk about rookie quarterbacks in their first playoff game that's not very favorable for Purdy. Um, you know, uh, uh, Geno, I don't know, has Geno Smith ever play, appeared in a playoff game? He hasn't been nope. a starter in a playoff game. We know that for nope. sure. Um, but that's the one that would be more concerning, which is why I want the three. I want three in that game. That, that, that's all. I really have no concern whatsoever when it comes to this Dolphins-Bills thing. I mean, in addition to the sort of X and O matchups, you have Mike Daniel in his first ever playoff kind of situation going up against Sean McDermott. The In the Buffalo thing is going to be just just uh, pure mania. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if there's some kind of video of DeMar before the game. Like, there's, it's just going to be insane up there. So I don't yeah. mind laying the, the the three and a half in, in that situation. But of, of those two, I just want the, the security blanket of San Francisco winning by three. They're so much better than Seattle. Seattle's hot garbage. One and seven against the spread over the last eight games. And the only game that they covered uh, was against the Jets, who, um, you know, had had the, the uh, dead man walking poor Mike White with his ribs sticking out from his side. So I, I love the San Francisco 49ers. One thought on the total before we get to more of the entrees. The, we gave you the appetizers first wildcard weekend. We're going to get to the entrees momentarily. Um, under Raheem in that Miami-Buffalo game. That's uh, I had the under in the Jet-Dolphin game. It was free money. I watched the opening series of the game. I said, there is no way both of these teams are getting to 40 points. Now, you always wonder about Josh Allen. It's a Georgia TCU situation where one of the quarterbacks can go and get there himself. But I think the Dolphin defense, it's a playoff game. They'll play with some pride. I think under 44 and a half is a layup in that Dolphins-Bills game. Can I get you on board with that? I'm a little scared of this one. I'm going to be honest with you because I, I think, like you said, this could be a Georgia TCU situation. And the one thing I will say is that this Dolphins defense is absolutely abysmal. I know the Jets looked bad last week, but, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a you know, 35-14 game. Um, and, you know, the Bills have had some issues with their secondary as well. As bad as Skylar Thompson looked, I, I think this Bills defense can be passed on because the secondary really isn't the same. See, I and would agree with that if Miami was right, Raheem. The problem is they're not. So, I, I you kick a couple of field goals. House, I think that's going to end up being an ugly game. Like, Buffalo doesn't have to go full throttle and they could win that game by 10 to 15 points. I totally agree. The, the problem that I have is I can see a 35 to 10 outcome and then I lose that bet at 44 and a half because there's a special team touchdown or there's a defense touchdown. Like, that. that's the thing. You know, Buffalo could get the points that they need, but what I'm worried about is is touchdown coming from one of the other units and then and then your 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 under there is uh on thin ice. See, I think the okay. way to play that is you play the team total on Miami under 17 and a half. Oh, I love that. 
I, I like that. the way to play that. Yeah, my chance that. I'm going to take that. It's going to be like the emotional hedge for me going against my own team because if they score 20 plus points, I'm probably going to be happy about it. So that's Buddy, win -win. it's all gravy. It's all gravy yeah. for you now. They made the playoffs. They got the win total. Like, you know, it's a miracle. I mean, look at it last is. year. It look at last year's playoff game between the Bills and the Patriots. 47-17. So I, I, think, I think you get a Buffalo's game like that. Buffalo's offense, though, to be fair, Raheem, was more dialed yeah. in at this point last year than they are That's true. this year. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Josh Allen, That's for true. what it's worth. And he's been fine this year. I'm not trying to... I know Buffalo, listen, he's a stud, he's a beast. He has not been as good and as dominant mm. as he's been over the last two years. And we'll see if that ends up being a theme for the Bills as we move forward in the postseason. House, and you know what? Just hold, hold, Before we, move, before we yes. move on, just as we speak on this topic, I'm looking at the Don Best screen right now. That line has gone... From 44 and a half to 46. Oh, I like that. All across the number. board. Yeah, all across the board right now. Like, I actually have this total, and you know, it's so funny. Like, th this is a stock market. So as we go, as we go from 44 and a half to 46, it got popped right back down to 45 and a half. So it's moving, you know, like the, the sharp books are moving, the square books are moving, but I mean, it's still a huge line move. Um, going from 44 and a half to 45 and a half. Went all the way up to 46 before it got bet down, but I actually have this modeled at 50 if, you know, both teams were full strength. So um, it'll be interesting to see where this line goes through the course of the week. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Boys, let's get to my favorite game of the week. Jacksonville and the Chargers. And I know a lot of people have some belly aching about this game being on Saturday night. I can't wait to watch this game. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson. I'm screaming at Brandon Staley last week who was dumb enough to play his starters in a meaningless game. Mike Williams is made of glass. How Mike Williams is playing that game is coaching malpractice. How Joey Bosa is playing that game is coaching malpractice. This is my favorite bet of the week. I'm on it. I'm on it every which way. I'm on Jacksonville plus one and a half. Jacksonville and me is winning this game. I think they have the better coach. I think their defense gets after Herbert. I think they will be confident because of what they did earlier in the year. And here's the other thing I like, guys. 
Jacksonville had the jitters of last week against Tennessee. They played terribly in that game. They should have lost that game. They should have lost. Let's call it like it is. I think that experience now, having that game under their belt, they can go and play free and easy in this game. House, I love it. It's my favorite bet of wild card weekend. And I heard Simmons and Sal listening to them on the flight. They're on the Chargers. I'll take their action. Jaguars, money line. I love it. So I'm so pissed off. I'm so angry. I was on this podcast, this very show, I think a week ago, saying how much I hated being this position with the Chargers because everything was lining up for the Chargers to be that quiet team coming from out of nowhere and and grabbing some momentum into the the playoffs and possibly, you know, getting to the to the AFC conference title game. This son of a bitch Staley is so goddamn stupid. I just can't get over the the reservation that I conveyed in last week's show was I can't trust this guy's judgment. And the mother effer shows up on Sunday and confirms we can't trust his goddamn judgment. He's a moron. He acts like these decisions are the first time that any head coach in the history of the NFL has been confronted with the challenge. And he just gets it wrong. He coached his team out of the playoffs last year. The first opportunity he had as a rookie head coach to deliver the playoffs to that franchise, and he actively sabotaged it, and the goddamn son of a gun did the same thing this week. I am furious, as you can tell, because I think it's a great matchup for the Chargers. I really think that um, what Herbert uh, and, and th- those that receiving core have shown us over the last month, they finally got healthy. They finally were clicking. It was the version of Herbert that we've been waiting for all season long, that potent offense. Eckler's been cooking. And this goddamn Staley just took a, 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 a knife and stabbed the whole thing in the in the back. So it's a stay away from me. I, the only way I'm going to play it is maybe teasing the Chargers up. Um, I think that the Chargers are an entirely different class altogether than Tennessee. So I like your your ver- your notion of of them getting the jitters out last week. The the uh, the Jags at home in that manner and coming right back at home and having another kind of playoff game. It's incredible reps, and I know Peterson will have them ready. I just don't know that what we saw out of Trevor Lawrence was not good last week. I mean, he, he was bad. So uh, he was if, bad. I'm not going to fight you on that. And like yeah. you, like you mentioned, if Dobbs and it ends up being called an incomplete pass, we might be talking about this game being the Chargers taking on the Tennessee Titans. That's how yeah. thoroughly outplayed they were. But again, that Williams situation, that Bosa situation, the coaching mismatch, and I think you get a much better version out of Lawrence. Okay. Seems like House, if he gets good news on the Chargers, is the injuries he's in on the Chargers. I am in on Jacksonville. Raheem, I'll let you break the tie. What do you like? Okay, this is a really tough one because when I look at my model, my model actually likes the Jacksonville Jaguars in this game. It makes this game a pick'em. But what I what I don't believe is that my model is capturing what these teams are now. Obviously, the Jaguars did blow out the Chargers earlier on in the season, but that was not a healthy Chargers team. And it seems like this Chargers team has got, I mean, minus last week, and we're playing the starters. I mean, I I echo House's sentiment about, you know, playing the starters, getting, you know, guys like Mike Williams and Joey Bosa banged up. But those guys are expected to practice this week. And if they're healthy, 
I think the Chargers are the better team at this point. Um, you know, the Chargers kind of remind me of the Steelers. Um, you know, we saw the Steelers go eight and two with um, um, TJ Watt in the lineup. And it feels like the Chargers were starting to find themselves. And I think they were becoming a team that no one wanted to play in this AFC playoff picture. So I'm going to be looking at the injury report. But I mean, right now it's tough for me just because my model just, it really likes the Jaguars in this game. But it's just, I don't, I don't trust that Jaguars team. I think Trevor Lawrence, he's been, you know, highlighted as this generational quarterback. And I think he's completely fraudulent. I, I think, you know, he has the weapons. He's overthrowing receivers. Like, he just wasn't good enough last week. So I think this is probably a stay away. A stay away for you, a best bet for me. And House, the only thing I'll say, I do have a wager on the Chargers from the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl. So if they do win this game, uh, I'll get on the wagon next week. I'll be rooting, yeah, okay? Sure. Mm-hmm. Not exactly a welcoming uh, you know, red carpet <laughs> for if the Chargers are in the divisional round. It's basically a stay away, you peasant. You, you jumped off the bridge. <laughs> you jumped off the... You got out of the car just when we were about to get going into the most pivotal, high-stakes games of the year. Well, I like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. I'm going to hit you on this first, Raheem, because they were your boys. They were your dudes. The New York Giants. The Giants, who have overachieved every which way. House money. I got nasty texts from Bill from Los Angeles. Mad at me. He didn't put more money on their over and more money on them than to make the playoffs. He goes, I listen to you. Uh, last time I'll ever do that again. What do you want from me? I mean, our over-unders were pretty good this year, by the way. I just didn't have a great feel about the Giants. They exceed expectations. But Raheem, I'm in New York now. I get off yeah. the plane. Everybody likes the Giants. I'm in Florida. I talk to people. We're out to dinner. We're doing this. We're doing that. Everybody likes the Giants. Nobody wants to bet Minnesota. Everyone is soured on Minnesota. And I get that they were incredibly fortunate throughout the regular season. But, man, the Giants are wreaking that public dog with fleas, dude. That's my thought on this game. Public dog with fleas. Smells. Um, I mean, when you look at this Vikings team, they've probably, I mean, you know, it's so funny. I think these are probably the two most overrated teams in the league. And it's unfortunate that they're playing each other because these, these would be the teams who we, we would love to fade. I mean, you look at the Vikings, they're 13 and four with the Pythagorean expectation of just 8.4 wins. Meanwhile, you look at the Giants, they're nine and seven with the Pythagorean expectation of three wins. So these two teams are equally matched teams. And I can understand why people like the Giants because in that first game, honestly, the Giants got whatever they wanted. It felt like the Giants should have possibly won that game. And if it wasn't for a turnover, um, uh, interception from J- Daniel Jones, they probably win that game. And I mean, the Vikings, they, they nailed a 60-yard field goal to win that game. So, I mean, when I look at my model, I actually have this like Vikings minus like two or so. So you getting a three with the Giants, I'm not mad at that. But I think where the real value is on the total. Neither one of these defenses is actually good. The over-under is 48 and a half, up from 47. I think you go over and just you look for a game with a shootout. So, so to Alice. me, it's it's the point that the dream just made. This is this is the Spider-Man meme. This is this is Spider-Man <laughs> pointing to Spider-Man right here. These are the same teams. They both have negative point differentials on the season, and both of them have led the NFL in one-point score outcomes. I mean, the Vikings is an all-timer. Like, they, they were due for some regression because of the last two two seasons. 
in terms of outcomes in one-score games. They got their money's worth this season, buddy. I'll tell you that much. Um, I, I think they're absolutely evenly matched, which is why grabbing the points feels feels fine to me. I don't I don't have any uh, argument against it. They they played dead even uh, on Christmas Eve. It took a sixty-one yarder to to get an outcome, and I, I like the idea of playing the over the way the dream is is uh sort of urging us and, and just ride that out and leave the uh leave the spread alone it's gonna be a fun game to watch though i mean i the one thing i will say i think dayball um and martindale as, as a as a coaching staff as a combination coming in here i think they're gonna put kirk cousins he was sacked four times uh on christmas eve i think they're gonna have a defense um lined up to bring so much pressure on him and and you know, it's because it's not exactly prime time cousins, but you know, it, it's it's playoff cousins. I don't know if that that's much better, um, but I like the idea of playing the over. I am one thousand percent on board with the over. I do think there'll be points in this game. Cousins had his way. Hawkinson had a big game on Christmas Eve. Uh, Justin Jefferson is Justin Jefferson. I don't care who he's playing against; he's going to get open. But House Daniel Jones had one of his best games of the year against that Minnesota secondary. He's played inside. You don't have to worry about weather conditions. I'm in on the over, and I am about to piss off everybody in New York City over the next few days because I have the <laughs> wow. quarterback on the show. I live in the boroughs. They're going to see me out on the town, and they're going to be like, this schmuck is picking against the Giants. Well, guess what? It's time to embrace being the bad guy. I am on the Minnesota Vikings in this game, and, and I get it. Minnesota long-term, very lucky. Minnesota next year, bound for regression. I think if this game's close, they'll find a way to win. And the fact that everyone's betting the Giants, the fact that everyone is in on the Giants, and the coaching mismatch scares me a little bit because I love Dable and I love Wink Martindale. The talent is better for Minnesota. From Jefferson to Dalvin Cook to Hawkinson to, to Cousins, you name it. I think that combined with the home crowd I'm going with the Vikings. I don't love it as much as Jacksonville, but I am on the Minnesota Vikings in this game. Sorry, Raheem. I'm off your Giants. So you're, you're telling me everything in New York isn't always what it seems. <laughs> hey, listen. Can't call me a homer. Listen, that's what happens when you don't root for that team. But, I mean, I pick against the Yankees all the time. So what else is new? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get to Baltimore and Cincinnati. Raheem, you hit it on this. You like the Ravens in this game, don't you? Is that based on the fact that you think Lamar gives it a go or not necessarily? I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think Lamar gives it a go. It's just he has the contract come. He has the contract coming up, and honestly, I actually hope Lamar gives it a go because if Lamar Jackson plays, I'm gonna use that value to bet the Bengals. But I think if it's Tyler Huntley, I think you see uh, a much better game plan from the Baltimore Ravens. It's clear they just didn't show anything last week, and I think this is something that you know if you can get seven on the Baltimore Ravens, I think you have some value, um, and you kind of have to take it, but. I mean, outside of, outside of getting seven, seven and a half, I I, I wouldn't want to play it. Um, I think you you would have a positive expectation on taking the Bengals on the teaser. Um, you know, to me, the Bengals they look like probably one of the best teams in the league right now. So, uh, if I could tease the Ravens down, I, I mean, tease the Bengals down, I feel good with it. But if I get seven with the Bengals, uh, with the Ravens, I, I kind of like it there. I totally agree with Raheem and and the assessment of this. This looks like one of those classic AFC North brawls where they just come out and, and fight, fight, fight. It is going to be Huntley. There's no way. Lamar hasn't practiced in a month. How does that make any sense at all for him in his career, the situation that he's in? He hasn't practiced. It's like it's it's fine, well enough that, you know, he was out with the injury and getting himself 
healthy. If unless he's been going off somewhere in Owings Mills, Maryland, and hiding, you know, and they got they got some secret practice going on. I, I just <laughs> there's no scenario under which it makes a lick of sense for us to see him on Sunday. The only way I'm willing to play this game is um, with a tease where it essentially translates into the Bengals um, winning, winning the game. And there are, you know, juicy additional teaser legs out there as, as we've been discussing. But I agree with the assessment that the Bengals are the are the better team on both sides of the ball. I like the home field advantage. These two teams are, are intimately familiar with each other. And all I want to do in terms of a, a betting position is root for the Bengals to win the game. I don't want to be in a position where I'm laying a bunch of points out there. I think it's a great idea to take Cincinnati and tease them down. I'm right there with you. I will find some way to get Cincinnati involved in a tease. I also think Baltimore is the right side in the game. I think John Harbaugh, third time against Zach Taylor. This has rock'em, sock'em game written all over it. I think the Bengals survive. I do not think it will be easy. So I'm going to hope to get a seven. I don't know if I'm going to get a seven, but that's the direction I'm leaning for Baltimore and Cincinnati. All right, we saved the best for last, Raheem. Your Cowboys. It went from three to two and a half. The Cowboys playing for Mike McCarthy's job against Brady and the eight and nine Buccaneers. They lost to Tampa earlier in the year. Raheem, you're the Cowboy fan, so I'm giving you the honors. But give them the T box house. That's what we do around here. The T box. He, he, he enjoys Raheem. the honor. Absolutely. Okay. What you got, buddy? This is the public dog of the week. By far the biggest public dog of the week. When I, you know, you said this went from three to two and a half. When I look at my model, my model has this game model as Cowboys minus four and a half, closer to five than anything. So I think the value is on the Cowboys in this spot. The the thing that's just tough for me is that these are two teams who are just, you know, they're headed like in directions that I, I just don't see a, a great future for them in these playoffs. The Cowboys, uh, you know, ever since they had those cornerback injuries, the defense really hasn't been the same. And that, I mean, the pass rush, it just feels like when they're on grass, they're not just not not the same. I mean, so they're playing a road game here against Tampa, against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady's getting the ball out quick. But how can you trust this, this team right now? I mean, the Buccaneers offensive line is still a little banged up. I want to see what's happening with Donovan Smith and, and Ryan Jensen. Um, but it's just like, you know, Ty Bowles and Byron Leftwich. The game plans that they come up with, I mean, it's... it's kind of depressing. So I think the value is on the Cowboys here. I think this is going to be a public, like, underdog with the Buccaneers. I, I just don't think Tom Brady's going to be there next year. If I, I like, I probably would wait closer to game time and take the Cowboys. But I think a good teaser like is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I just don't see this being a really high-scoring game. Dak Prescott is throwing interceptions every single week. But I think I, this is one of those games where I got to hold my nose and take the Cowboys. But if I had to take anything... Um, else, I mean, I would I would take the I would take the, the Bucks on a teaser, but I just think as far as the spreads, it's the Cowboys. So once again, it's not a shock. I'm right there with Dream. I'm only playing Tampa in a teaser kind of scenario. I don't trust them. They're not trustworthy. They haven't done anything to engender confidence on either side of the ball. It fits and starts with them. But the one thing I do feel comfortable with and about is that Dallas is not going to beat Tom Brady. Uh, in the playoffs in a home game by two scores. I'm fine with with yeah. the idea of, of of Dallas. You know, it goes back and forth and Dallas pulls it out at the end. I'm fine with that. They might even win by six, uh, you know, six or seven, but they ain't winning by 10. 
that's the thing that I feel comfortable with. And that's the way that I'm going to lay my wager come Monday night. I mean, I'll, I'll have, we have these other legs out here that I already like. So I'm just going to pair up the bucks and, and, and do one of these super sucker uh, three leg or four leg teasers because, you know, it's wild card weekend. Let's that's get wild, JJ. Yeah. yeah. That's what we do. I'm on the Cowboys, by the way. I'm right there with you, Raheem. I can't believe I'm betting against Tom Brady. I can't believe I'm putting my money on Mike McCarthy. I just think they're flat out better. And don't lose sight of this. Todd Bowles is a hideous head coach. He is just awful. And I think Dallas can take advantage of that. All right, boys, real quick. Parting thought. Best bet. Wild card weekend. House, start with you. It's a four-leg teaser, obviously. It's Tampa. It's Cincy. It's the Bills. It's the Niners. You can get two to one on a seven-point tease. Let's go wild, baby. Let's get wild. Like, Raheem, best bet. I'm going to reluctantly say the Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half. I'm trusting my numbers on this one. I can't believe I'm trusting Mike McCarthy, but I just think that's too much of an edge from a numbers perspective to pass up. So I'm Cowboys saying a prayer right there with you, bro. I have the Cowboys, <laughs> but my best bet is the Jacksonville Jaguars. We got it at plus one and a half. So we got a tease. We got the Cowboys. We got the Jaguars. What could go wrong, boys, for Wild Card Weekend? <laughs> oh what my God. could go wrong? <laughs> East Coast. This is this Bias, is uglier baby. than a master masterpiece sneaker, but I mean, like sometimes the ugliest bets, th- those are the easiest ones to cash. That's the NFL for you. House Raheem, enjoy Wild Card Weekend. I'm looking forward to uh, making a mockery of everything that we saw this weekend on Tuesday. When I see you guys again, later, boys. 